This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello again and welcome to Kids Bible Minute. I'm your host, Landon Rowell, and I'm also the local preacher for the Church of Christ here in Ramona, Oklahoma. I want to thank Bible Way Media out of the Ulaga Church of Christ for giving me the opportunity to do this podcast and each of you for studying God's Word with me. I enjoy our studies together and look forward to it each week. As always, I want to make certain you have your Bible with you so that when I mention a Bible verse, you can read that verse for yourself and not just take my word for it. Now, most of the time, I will read that passage mentioned out loud, so it's best if you pause this podcast. When the scripture is mentioned, turn to that verse and read it. Then unpause the podcast and read along with me as I read it out loud. If you are new to our study. First, I want to say thank you for studying with us. And secondly, I want to let you know that you can reach all archived or past episodes easily now at RamonaCofC.com. That's RamonaCofC.com in the podcast section where there is a direct link to Kids Bible Minute past episodes. Today, we are going to finish up our three-part series on how we got the Bible. We have, thus far, looked at the mechanics of how the Bible was written, in other words, the materials and things like that. And last week, we looked at the formation of the Bible, how it was put together. That means today, we are going to ask ourselves if we can trust God's Word, the Bible. The short answer is yes, but I want today to show you how reliable and trustworthy the New Testament is compared to other ancient writings that are considered accurate. If we just look at the New Testament, that shows us God's providence for the Old Testament as well. For this, we are going to look at what is commonly called the biographical test. This test is applied to all ancient manuscripts to determine their authenticity. In other words, how accurate they are, and can we know if that was the original author's writings or intents, or how we can determine if they are, uh, in other words, the same as the original author intended, like I said. There are four steps taken in the bibliographical test. First, How many copies of the document are there? This allows for comparisons, obviously, between copies for accuracy. When it comes to the New Testament, there are roughly 4,000 Greek manuscripts. There are another 13,000 fragments in Greek, and this doesn't count the thousands upon ten thousands of manuscripts that were translated from the Greek, such as in Latin or uh, Egyptian or things like that. Now, compare that to Caesar's Gallic Wars as an example. If Caesar's Gallic Wars, there are only 10 manuscripts. Tacitus, his annuls, we only have two manuscripts. And Livy's History of Rome, there are only 20 manuscripts. The second test, we ask this question, where are the copies found? Now, why is that important? Because if all the copies come from the same place, 
there could very easily be some sort of conspiracy to all write the same thing. In other words, all the authors could have communicated with each other, <clears throat> talked with each other, and therefore made sure they wrote the same thing. Now, when it comes to the New Testament manuscripts, we find these all over the world, from Egypt to Palestine, Syria, Turkey, Greece, Italy, hundreds and thousands of miles apart, with copies found everywhere and all over the world, especially the translations. In fact, it would be impossible, scientifically impossible, to collude with such a project. The third test asks what length of time passed between the original manuscript, in other words, the letter the author actually wrote, and the copies that we have and have found. If hundreds or thousands of years have passed without any copies or fragments, then we might not know what the original was because they could have easily been doctored in any way and we would have no clue. There are several New Testament fragments that can date within 50 to 100 years of the original manuscript. We have several complete manuscripts that date only 300 to 400 years after the originals. These manuscripts don't even take into consideration all the quotes from the Bible, which it's been said you can actually reproduce the entire Bible by simply the quotes that ancient writers uh, said of it. Uh, this doesn't even take into account all of their writings, some that go back to sometimes 30 years only from the original. Now, some of these times, like three to 400 years or even 100 years, might sound like a long time between the original and the copy. But let's look at other ancient manuscripts that historians and, and those who study such consider extremely accurate to the original. The Gallic Wars, as we mentioned earlier, of Julius Caesar. The earliest copies we have of them are 950 years later. Take the Anoles uh, as another example that we mentioned. Again, 950 years later do we have those copies. We didn't mention the histories of Herodotus, but these are considered correct copies to the original, and they are, only, or they are a full 1,350 years later. So as you can see, the New Testament by far gets closest to the originals than any other ancient writing, for the most part, that is considered accurate and true to the original. Lastly, and thus fourthly, the test is what variances exist between the copies. In other words, when you have all these copies and you put them together, what are the differences found therein? Well, there are some differences, without a doubt, between the New Testament fragments and copies that we have, there are without a doubt some differences in there. The question is, are they large differences or are they small differences? When you look at the New Testament, for example, there, as I said, there are some differences, but the vast majority of these differences are, for example, spelling differences. One might spell a word different than another. Phraseology differences. In other words, they phrased a sentence slightly different than the other, though it was saying the same thing. And sometimes some grammatical differences. In other words, they rearranged the uh, words differently uh, within that text to get a different grammatical uh, thrust, you might say.
And with those, with those spelling differences, phraseology differences, and grammatical differences, with those, they only make up one half of one percent. Think about that for a second. Of all the manuscripts we mentioned, the only differences or variations between the texts come to one half of one percent. Compare that, for example, to Homer's Iliad, which no one doubts is accuracy, which has a five percent difference between the manuscripts. I know this is a lot to take in. And I hope you go back and listen to this uh, over and over until you kind of get those numbers in your head, because all of this leads us to what Paul would write, inspired by God, in 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture, not some, not a little, all Scripture is breathed out, ESV, New King James, inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. This reality that God inspired men to write his word and then providentially kept it protected so that there would be no denying its truth and its trustworthiness is a major feat and can only be divine. This is why an atheist at the time, Josh McDowell, said this after trying to disprove the, pi the Bible. He said, after trying to shatter the historicity and validity of the scriptures, I came to the conclusion that they are historically trustworthy. If one disregards the Bible as being unreliable, then he must disregard almost all literature of antiquity. Well, that concludes this Bible study for today. As always, I want to thank you for studying God's precious Word with me. And I want to encourage you to continue to study God's Word every day. Be sure to use the wonderful material and other podcasts made available through the Bible Way Media app or website at BibleWayMedia.org. I also personally have a website at Gospel-Preacher.com. Of course, make sure you ask your parents if it's okay by them before you download the app or go to those websites. I also encourage you to contact me personally with any question about the Bible at the Ramona Church of Christ email address, which is RamonaCofC at gmail.com. That's RamonaCofC at gmail.com or through our Facebook page or any other social media outlet. Make sure you message the Ramona Church of Christ in Oklahoma, not California. Until we have an opportunity to meet again, peace be with you in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.